As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bayern Munich won its 10th consecutive Bundesliga title over the weekend, but this season is still being considered a disappointment by the club, and many of its supporters. A lot of that is because they're not playing today or tomorrow in the Champions League semifinals. Kit Holden has a story about it, and he speaks on the show today about Bayern's predicament, if you can call it that. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, April 26th. First, as usual, it's your TV guide for today. A pretty quick one. All times are Eastern. Obviously, the big one, the game everybody's going to be watching, the one that you should probably be watching if you're interested at all in global soccer at 3 p.m., the first leg of the Champions League semifinal, Manchester City versus Real Madrid. That'll be live on CBS, Paramount Plus, and in Spanish on Tudeana in the United States. But if you're in the mood for something a little bit more grassroots, slightly more grassroots, you can't really call it exactly grassroots, but it's still... A big game, 2.45 p.m., Fulham versus Nottingham Forest on ESPN+. Plus. That is in the EFL Championship. Fulham has already been promoted to the Premier League, or at least they've secured it for next season. But they can potentially win the EFL Championship title with a win against Nottingham Forest, and I believe a Bournemouth draw will do that for them. But Nottingham Forest is having a great season as well. They're hoping to get up to second in one of those automatic spots, but they should be just fine for the championship playoffs to get into the Premier League. Later tonight, there is Copa Libertadores action. Two kind of kickoff windows, one at 6.15 p.m., the other at 8.30 p.m. The one game I would say you should definitely watch out of all of the ones that are taking place tonight is Corinthians versus Boca Juniors. Corinthians, a major, major Brazilian club. Boca Juniors, obviously a major, major Argentinian club. Lots of great players on both sides. Should be a really, really fun game. That'll be at 8.30 p.m. on BN Sports. Okay, with that said, I'll send it over now to the Athletic Football Podcast host, Mark Chapman, with Kit Holden. He wrote a story about Bayern Munich's season that's linked in the show's description. In it, they talk about the relative, I guess, boringness of the Bundesliga, since there's not really a legitimate title race and hasn't been for some time. Uh, What can be changed about that, if anything, and how other clubs in the Bundesliga feel about Bayern's dominance. I'll send it over to them right now.
Let's move on to Bayern Munich on the pod. They clinched a 10th league title in a row at the weekend, but as Kit Holden has written for The Athletic, it's not felt like a successful season for Bayern. Kit joins us. Now, just on why it hasn't felt like a successful season, that that's mainly down to to going out of the Champions League to Villarreal, is it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, after 10 years, every every title feels a little bit flatter than the last anyway. But yeah, as you say, the, the Champions League is definitely the prism which which Bayern kind of view their season through every year. And and it's not that they expect to win that title every year, but it's one thing if you lose the, the final or the semi-final to Liverpool or, or Real Madrid. And it's it's another thing if you go out in the quarters to be a Real. And, and so that did put a dampener on, on everything. I think we saw on Saturday, there was a sort of sense of relief in the stadium because the last two weeks have just been so gloomy in Munich after, after that defeat. And relations between fans and club and players is still... Fine, is it? I mean, we're not we're not at a Paris Saint Germain mutinous win the title, get out of the stadium, don't celebrate with the players kind of thing. State no, and it's certainly it's even a lot more healthy than it was a couple of years ago when Nico Kovac was was winning the title by the skin of his teeth in 2019, and there was a, a sense there that quite a lot had broken down in the relationship between between club and fans and players. But uh, now it's different. I think there is a, a faith that that Nagelsmann is still the right guy to. To kind of build something there, um, but there is a you know this is a, an underpass season and it's less than than a lot of people expected, and so there is a lot more pressure I think than than perhaps there was last year. What's the feeling within? And as I always say, this is a massive generalisation. What's the feeling of fans of other clubs and other clubs in general that even in an underpass season they cruise to a title? It's difficult. Dortmund, for example, often often talk about the the financial gap and and the fact that the way they see it, you know, there's a bigger gap between them and and Bayern financially than there is between them and and Greuther Fürth at the bottom of the league. I think that's that's obviously true, and it does help Bayern. But I think uh, there's also kind of a, a deeper problem in the Bundesliga at the moment that you know Dortmund themselves also haven't have a very successful model. They've had that for the last ten years. They're bringing up these players like Haaland and Jadon Sancho, and that that keeps them in the top four. It doesn't really because it's a business model that doesn't rely on winning the title. It relies on finishing in the top four and selling a brand as a as a you know plucky young club bringing up young players. It doesn't make for a it doesn't motivate them to to really attack the title. It means that they buy the other club's players in the same way that Bayern do. And so the whole league has got a little bit more fossilised than it was maybe 10 years ago when you had every few years of Wolfsburg or a Stuttgart or a Bremen coming up and, and challenging Bayern. How does it change? Does it change? I think essentially, I mean, I'm always an optimist and I and I, I do think there's there's a chance every year for a, for a team to do it. It needs a team that, unlike Dortmund, who, who kind of churn over their squad every few years, it needs a team to have... A stable base and a, and a team that has grown over over four or five years. I think Leipzig have that at the moment. I think it'd be really interesting to see how they do next season because under Dominico Tedesco, um, in the second half of the season since Jesse Marshall left, they've been a very very strong side. They've looked very stable, have a very clear direction. And if they can hold on to players like Christopher and Kunku uh, this summer, then I think they they really could be a, a big threat to Bayern next year. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It needs something though, doesn't it? Because there will come a point where where Bundesliga will externally worry about the eyes on them. And I, I'm by no means a barometer, right? But... I feel like I've watched a lot more Italian football this season than I have Bundesliga football because actually we're in a really quite exciting title race in in Serie A and until Napoli lost at the weekend, it was probably three-way. It's probably two-way now between both Milan clubs. Everything can be cyclical, but less eyes will be on the Bundesliga if Bayern go to 11, 12, 13. and, And... if Haaland leaves that league. I think Haaland leaving is, is perhaps less of a worry because there will always be with Dortmund the next the next player who comes up, whether it's Koku or Jamie Bynard Gittens or whoever it is coming up and, and exciting people. But Bayern's dominance is definitely a problem. And we've seen this year the debates about how to break it. You know, we've seen ideas like like introducing playoffs discussed and 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 Bayern even being open to that. We've seen a even more discussion about the 50 plus one rule and whether we can reform that in order to get more investment into the league and, and a bit more money to to make clubs like Dortmund and, and Gladbach more competitive. That's huge, isn't it? I mean that's a real debate at the you know the, of the heart of football philosophy, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think bottom line is most German fans don't want that to happen. Uh, there isn't much popular support for for that kind of move. They'd rather take quite right, well, the, what you could call the moral high ground. They'd rather take the moral high ground than and accept that Bayern are going to win 15 out of 16 titles, say. I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would argue, even if you did have more investment, most German clubs work on the basis that they're anti-debt anyway, so they wouldn't be matching... English clubs for, for spending yeah. power in any case. Yeah. So you may as well protect fan rights. Um, and the other thing is, I think a lot of German fans would say, well, actually, further down the league, there is mobility. You know, clubs with very small budgets like Freiburg are in the cup final, challenging for the top four. When you're in Berlin, uh, you know, promoted a couple of years ago now, now almost challenging for the Europa League. The, you know, fans do get do get excitement. It's just that Dortmund fans and, and Leipzig fans don't because there's no title race, but everyone else does. There'd be a hell of a debate then, wouldn't there, if Leipzig won the, won the Bundesliga? Because... because then you're back to club ownership that stops Bayern winning a, an 11th title, as an example. So then, then that whole debate actually magnifies itself. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I think for a lot of fans in Germany, the, the, if, when we do get into that situation, it's going to be a question of who they hate more you know? uh, <laughs> and, and who, you know, who they'd rather see. Um, but I think, yeah, I think bottom line is people do see it as a problem and they do, they do see that something needs to happen. Just one line on Lewandowski. Do, do you think he will go this summer? I mean, he didn't sound happy on Saturday. Uh, he sounded pretty disgruntled and very non-committal, um, which was different to how, for example, Manuel Neuer and Thomas Müller were talking um, on, you know, in, in the same period. And I think I think it's a danger. I think uh, they are playing with fire a little bit. And uh, I mean, Built Newspaper wrote today that, that Bayern really can't afford to let him leave this summer. Um, and I think probably if it does come down to it, whether they get money for him this summer or, or keep him for another year they probably will keep him for another year um i mean yeah that's that's my my that's what i do in that situation because i don't see there's there's any uh like for like replacement um that you could get even if you you get a big transfer fee for him so 
I think it's not looking amazing, but you never know with Bayern. There's often this kind of uh, cyclical thing where every few years the contracts come up, there's a there's a long saga and a lot of debate, and eventually, you know, whether it's Müller or Lewandowski or Neuer, they always sign, and it's another two years, and, and the stability of the club goes on. So we'll have to wait and see. Good to talk to you, Kate. Thanks for coming on. See you soon. Thanks very much. That clip is from the Athletic Football Podcast. It's a production of our UK desk, and you can find it pretty much wherever you're listening to this show. This show, by the way, is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.